I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 450. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I hope you're having a very Merry Christmas season. Uh, I got an early Christmas present this year when I logged into my podcasting hosting platform and discovered that more than a song crossed the two million episodes downloaded mark. Unbelievable. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and sharing and letting me know how your interaction with God's Word has been transformed. I know that 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 means that your relationship with God has been transformed as well. And so I'm just sitting here in awe that the Lord has invited me to be a part of this with Him and with you. So, Thank you. So let's jump into this week's song by Michael W. Smith. It comes from his new Christmas album released this year, and it's a profound theological timeline of Christ crescendoing with his birth. Now, you might be thinking, wait, a timeline that builds toward his birth instead of one that starts with his birth? Yep. And that's why I chose God with God to inspire us to dive into scripture this week. So before we do that, let's listen. take a song apart lyric by lyric because normally I just use it as inspiration at the song itself to study in a larger chunk of scripture. But I really want you to add this song to your playlist and I want you to rehearse the scriptural goodness that Michael W. Smith so beautifully summarizes in the song. And so I am going to kind of take it apart lyric by lyric because I want to talk about the truth of scripture found in this song. So let's start with the first stanza. And it says, God with God in highest heaven, long before the dawn of time, pure and perfect, ageless union, Trinity, complete, divine. Now, a 20-minute podcast cannot adequately cover what this so eloquently summarizes, but we are going to get you started at least. So let's look at how John puts it. In John chapter 1, verse 1, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now, the word for word here is logos, and Jesus is logos. Jesus is the word here. So we could read it this way, and it won't be nearly as poetic, but we could replace 
the word word with Jesus. So in the beginning was Jesus and Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. Jesus was in the beginning with God. So this is why we can sing that phrase, God with God and mean Jesus with God because Jesus is God. All right. So in the beginning, in Genesis 1-1, Jesus was there. Uh, Before the beginning, Jesus was there. Let's consider what Paul teaches in Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Now, so many times we read those verses and we think they're about us, but before they're about us being blessed and chosen, they are about Christ being with God before the foundation of the world. So what does our song say? God with God in highest heaven long before the dawn of time. All right. The next phrase reveals even more pure and perfect, ageless union, Trinity, complete divine. Now, of course, I think of Trinity in this phrase, not just because the word itself is mentioned, but because the Trinity is an ageless union. The Trinity is complete. uh, The Trinity is divine and the Trinity is pure and perfect. And if you look up Wayne Grudem's uh, definition in his book, Systematic Theology, it says, we may define the doctrine of the Trinity as follows. God eternally exists as three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and each person is fully God, and there is one God. Now, I know that, again, I can't really unpack this completely, but just this idea that in this first stanza, that Jesus, God with God in highest heaven, and that um, it's just a celebration of the Trinity and the pre-existence and the eternal existence of God, which includes Christ, um, because we're going to, again, build toward this idea that he is going to come to earth. We're going to get there in just a minute. So as we sing this stanza of, of Jesus, we are reminding ourselves of this truth. Jesus is God. Jesus is eternal. Jesus is complete. And Jesus is pure and perfect. Uh, the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 5 says, And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Okay, so let's move to the next stanza. God with God from the beginning, satisfied and with no need, face to face in fellowship as uncreated deity. So we've already talked about Jesus being with God from the beginning, since before the beginning. So let's address this idea that he is satisfied and with no need. Acts chapter 17 says this in verse 24. It's in a sermon that Paul is giving, and it says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. So Jesus doesn't need anything. He is complete in himself. God is complete in himself. And like Paul argues here, he is not served by human hands as though he needed anything. After all, uh, we were created through him and our 
breathing right now because he's continuing to hold everything together. So I'm going to teach you a theological word that you may run across now and then. And now once once you run across it next, you'll know what it what it is and what it means. And that word is aseity. And aseity is a term derived from the Latin um, ase, which means from oneself. And aseity as a divine attribute refers to God's self-existence. In other words, God is not dependent upon anything else for existence, but has eternally existed without any external or prior cause. These are big ideas, deep ideas, things that we might um, kind of know on some level, but really don't um, take the time, I think, to think about. And I really want you to think about it because this is Jesus, this Jesus that we sing about during this Christmas season. He is God and he is self-existent. He uh, has eternally existed without any external or prior cause. He always has been and he always will be. And uh, he is an uncreated deity. So that, that's one of the phrases in our song, uh, uncreated deity. And Colossians teaches us that Jesus in, in verse 15 of chapter one, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things were hold together. These are some beautiful and strong and powerful verses that you can plug into your memory and and begin to meditate on this week as you are considering the timeline of Christ. Of course, that th- there's an I- irony there that I'm even saying that there's a timeline because I just said he was before the timeline even began, but we can begin to in our humanity begin to start to wrap our mind around the eternality of God, the self-existence of God and the and recognizing that Jesus is God and is kind of a part of all of those um Um, attributes. So when scripture says here that Jesus is the firstborn of all creation, it doesn't mean he was born first and then creation was born. It's more of a reference to his rights and privileges. Um, So according to the the custom of the biblical times, the right of leadership and authority in the family for one's generation belongs to the firstborn. And so not only is Jesus an uncreated deity, but everything was created through Christ and he continues to hold everything together. And he has all authority and leadership um, like a firstborn child, even though, again, as we've said, he is eternally existent, self-existent, and uh, again, in the timeline of all things, he is an uncreated deity. All right. These are amazing and deep and wonderful spiritual truths. These truths are the backdrop of everything we believe. God is eternal. He has no beginning or end. Jesus was with God from before the beginning, and Jesus was God because of the doctrine of the Trinity. We can try to put words to it, even though we can't completely comprehend it. 
And I would say that these first two stanzas are reminding us of the amazing divine attributes of Christ. They are reminding us that his story did not begin in the manger. Rather, he is eternally God with God. Now, here's where our song builds, and we should begin to feel the crescendo in our own spirits as well. As we, I'm going to read these words to you. Then one holy chosen midnight, something wild and wondrous, God with God in highest heaven, suddenly now God with us. God with God in highest heaven, suddenly now God with us. Us. I would like to read a portion of Matthew chapter one together as again, as we're considering that Jesus now has been God with God in highest heaven. He is everything was created by him, through him, for him and is, is held together by him. And he is God with God. And now he is God with us. Let's read in Matthew chapter one, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came to together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then Luke chapter two indicates that the angels appeared to the shepherds at night. So when our song sings about night or midnight, it's just poetically referencing an idea truly found in scripture. But when our lyrics say, then one holy chosen midnight, something wild and wondrous, God with God in highest heaven, suddenly now God with us. I agree. It is truly wild and wondrous. Uh, And like the angels, we should praise God at this wondrous thought that God with God is now God with us. And I want to point out this marvelous phrase, this then one holy chosen midnight. I, you know, this was not just some night. It didn't become a night to celebrate looking back on it. It was a holy chosen time. You know, Paul in his letter to the Galatians calls it the fullness of time. In Galatians chapter four, it says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. So our song song goes on to sing about the shepherds and Mary, all of whom you can read about by reading the Christmas account in those first couple of chapters of Matthew and those first couple chapters of Luke. If you have not read that yet today, this week, this Christmas season, I encourage you to read it for yourself. Just use this song in this season as a reason to take your time and really read the account of God leaving heaven to come to be Emmanuel, God with us. And the reason I am so moved by this song is that it encourages us to take a step back from the Christmas story and realize that Jesus's story didn't start in the manger. Uh, the manger scene is the middle build of God's relationship with humankind that uh, began in Genesis 1-1 and climaxes at the empty tomb. 
And before baby Jesus ever shed one tear or vocalized one cry, he was the great I am. And while the child, he grew, he, you know, Jesus, scripture says that Jesus grew in stature and in favor with God and man. The person of Christ was divine in nature. He didn't grow into the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. He was and is and always will be uh, the exact imprint of his nature. And that's why at Christmas, it's good to read Matthew and Luke's accounts of the birth of Christ. But it's also necessary to read John chapter one to remind ourselves that he truly was God with God. Now, God with us. And the final stanza of our song is is belted out by Michael W. Smith and a choir. And it says, oh, what glory. Oh, what goodness. This great gift of grace and love. God with God in highest heaven. Suddenly now God with us as he promised God with us. And John 1.14 says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father. Full of grace and truth. And then Titus chapter 2 verse 11 says, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. You know, Jesus is a gift. His grace is a gift. His salvation is a gift. And all of it was promised and fulfilled in him. God with God, now God with us. So what's next? Well, add this song to your playlist and consider each phrase to meditate on the fullness of Christ as God and on the wild and wondrous truth that he came as a baby to be God with us. Read Matthew chapter one and two and Luke chapters one and two. Uh, again, just allow this first coming of Christ uh, to prepare your heart to await his second coming. Use the verses listed in the show notes to consider the attributes of Christ that remind us of why his first coming is something to be celebrated now and throughout the year. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Instagram at michellekneezat. Michelle L. Nizat is my public page on Facebook, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network, and you can check out other podcasts in the network and Christian music resources at newreleasetoday.com. And I would be honored if you followed the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. But if you sign up on my website at michellekneezat.com, then I'm able to email you once a week with the show notes, all the scriptures I use, links to the resources I use in my personal study, and all of that just conveniently... Um, dropped into your inbox. And I do have a free resource for my email subscribers. And that is a one page PDF of my top five bytes Bible interaction tool exercises. And these are just exercises I use to keep my time in God's word varied. And I'd love to send you my favorite, my top five. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. And with that in mind, I want to thank any new subscribers who've subscribed lately, like Todd from Nebraska, Grace from Texas, Remya from Germany, Zoe from Georgia, Jim from Florida, and Michelle from Massachusetts. Welcome. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be featuring Oh, What a King by Katie Nicole to dive into scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 450. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.